Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 86 of Intuitive Bites. Today I have somewhat of a special episode for you. Um, It's a solo episode and I'm going to share more about my journey and my story to becoming an anti-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor and really what inspired me to go down this path. Uh, If you have been listening to this podcast since the beginning or you've gone back and listened to very uh, early episodes, you've heard a version of this story that I told again, like very early on after starting this podcast. So it's been a few years. Um, But I'm going to kind of rehash that, um, share it with kind of my new insights. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. But before we dive into that, uh, yeah, that topic, wanted to let you guys know that I am currently accepting one-on-one coaching clients into my three-month signature program. So if you're struggling with your relationship to food and your body, you're feeling chaotic, out of control around food, exhausted, constantly thinking about food, all the things, and you are looking to find a place of more peacefulness, confidence, and really just a place where you can fully embrace these other parts of your life without being fully consumed um, with food and body stuff, this is the program for you. Um, the best way to kind of start the process of getting into this program is go to theintuitiverd.com, click work with me, and submit the form. It's literally just like your name and email address. Um, it might, I think it has your phone number on there as well. And I will reach out to you to schedule a 15-minute discovery call where we can really talk more about your journey with you know, food and body stuff, disordered eating, all the things, maybe, you know, what you know about intuitive eating so far. And then I'll tell you more about the program and we can just kind of see if it's a good fit and go from there. So this is your opportunity to work with me one-on-one if you are interested in that. Um, But on that note, let's go ahead and chat more about my journey um, to getting to where I am today. So my journey really starts way, way back, right? For, for many of us who are in this place of trying to heal food and body, um, we this is not like a new thing, right? Like our journey with this started a very long time ago because we all live in a culture that really values thinness and prioritizes dieting and weight loss at all costs, right? So when you really step back and think about your journey, you probably can just kind of keep going back further and further. Um, so for me, I grew up in in a household where my mom was a chronic dieter, right? Obviously, at the time, I didn't recognize that was what was the case. But in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, like she was jumping from diet to diet. She had a lot of weight fluctuations, weight cycling. Um, She had a lot of like body shame and um, yeah, and and guilt 
around food and there were often these kind of going back and forth on different routines or episodes of essentially that like kind of binge restrict cycle. So that's kind of the household I was in. On the other side with my dad, my parents were divorced um, or are divorced. On the other side, my dad, you know, in retrospect, again, I never really identified this early on, but he has always kind of made a lot of body comments towards himself, right? Kind of just like low level comments of like, oh, like I really need to like have less, have less chips or, oh, I really eat out a lot or like just kind of, again, these kind of guilty, shameful type uh, commentary and a lot towards his body as well. So really I had it on both ends. And then just with my family dynamic, like in general, like other generations, all of that, there was very much this um, air of like commenting on people's body changes, right? Kind of behind their backs, noticing when bodies were changing. So there was just this, I was very much sold the message from a young age that First of all, women and people in general need to be concerned about their bodies and managing their bodies. And the way that you do that is by manipulating primarily food is kind of what I, I saw, but certainly some exercise stuff there as well. Um, yeah, and that you have to be careful because other people are going to notice if you gain weight, right? And there's like shame in that. Um, so again, not like a novel idea. I mean, this is something that I'm sure those of you listening probably can identify with a little bit, um, but that's certainly what was affecting me from a very young age. So for me, as I got to like that mid high school time, I mean, I really, I can recall even very early high school and probably late middle school, like becoming more aware of my body. And actually now that I'm saying it, really I remember probably my earliest memory um, of feeling shame around my body was around like fifth grade. I was uh, one of those very like early developing children. Like I got my period when I was like nine or 10. Like I was very, very young. So therefore like I was very tall. I was also like my body was just developing, right? I had boobs at like 10 years old and I felt uncomfortable with that. Uh, I felt really confused about it too, like and conflicted, right? Like there was a part of me that was like, kind of liked some of the attention, but also just like always felt really awkward and like wanted to like hide and be invisible. And yeah, it was just weird stuff. And I think that because I was an early developer, um, it brought more attention to my body earlier on than, than some people. Um, but anyway, so I guess I kind of traced that back even further there, but certainly by like mid high school or early high school, that's when I really started developing my own disordered eating behaviors. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go deeply into behaviors because I don't think that's super helpful, but I struggled with my own disordered eating. I was very hyper fixated on my body and, you know, feeling like my body wasn't good enough. It wasn't small enough. I needed to, you know, manipulate things in order to get smaller and really felt like if I could only control my body and only could be as small as X, Y, Z other person around me, then I would finally feel comfortable and safe and good enough and attractive enough and be, you know, attractive to people I, around me that I wanted to be attractive to. Right. So that was kind of the dynamic that was going on. And, um, yeah, I never, honestly, these behaviors were never picked up by anyone around me. I think, um, I can recall, if anything, feeling like I was almost 
praised by people around me when my body size changed. Um, and obviously like after weight loss, um, I, I definitely received praise both from like, I can remember like tennis coaches making comments, like saying like, oh, you look so great. Right. Or like, certainly from like some of my like my parents making comments. Um, sometimes it was through the lens of like, I'm worried about you a little bit, but at least I can't really say where it was coming from, but the way that I received it at that time was as a point of pride. Like them being worried about me and thinking I was losing too much weight felt like a positive thing and like felt like they were proud of me. Even if it wasn't like, <laughs> it kind of sounds strange saying it, but it's like that, that's the way that it was received for me for sure. Um, so all of that to say, when it became the time for me to kind of, you know, go to college and decide what I wanted to study, I was totally at a loss. I had no idea. I ended up going to a college for one semester. And really the reason I ended up going to that one college was because I was recruited to play tennis for them. So that's what led there. But I went in with like an undeclared major. I had no idea. Um, and then I left after that first semester because I just like didn't feel like I fit in. I was I was having other struggles. I ended up going home um, and going to a community college for a semester. And then this is actually hilarious. The thing that led to me eventually pursuing a nutrition degree is I was like up late at night one night, like Googling, like, what should I, you know, what career should I go into? And it pops up with some random, like probably five or 10 question quiz. And it came up with that I should become a nutritionist. And I'm assuming the reason for that was probably because whatever I input in there was, you know, something about really... I don't know, <laughs> something that, that kind of showed the quiz that I had a lot of focus on food, exercise, um, body, whatever, health, I guess I should say. Um, but regardless, it came up with nutritionist and it like clicked. Like I remember running out of my bedroom, like running down the hall into the living room to tell my mom, I was like, oh my gosh, this online quiz just told me I should study nutrition. Like I totally should do this. And the rest is kind of history in terms of that. Cause I just, I looked into programs near me that had, you know, nutrition as an option, found one that did applied, got in, pursued a degree in nutrition. Um, and during my time pursuing that degree, I mean, for me, it very much just kind of like accentuated all of my struggles with with eating, with disordered eating, with particularly with food and body shame, right? Because now I was entering into this situation with a bunch of people that in my, from my perspective, were all like good eaters, quote unquote, right? Like they were other people stu studying nutrition and they were quote unquote good eaters. And I felt like I was like almost a a traitor in the mix. I was like, don't let them find out that I like, eat out X number of times per week, or I, you know, eat candy at night, or, or I struggle sometimes with overeating sweet thing or whatever, right? Like, I had this shame, and I really felt like I needed to hide within this, this setting. Um, so yeah, really, really complicated time. I, um, from there, I mean, I went on to become a dietitian. I got my master's in nutrition. I then, well, actually, kind of in the middle of that, as I was receiving my master's, I got my first job as a dietitian, which was 
interestingly enough, in a weight loss surgery clinic. So that was my first job ever as a dietitian. It was in private practice, you know, or a private practice kind of setting. Um, or I guess I should say like outpatient setting. Um, but regardless, that's kind of what drew me to it. I was like, oh yeah, like I'll get to like counsel clients individually. Like that sounded appealing to me. I was like, all right, weight loss surgery, whatever. Um, in retrospect, obviously, I mean, there was a lot I learned about the harms of like the deepest depths of diet culture, again, in retrospect, by being in that setting. Um, but yeah, I have I have a lot of thoughts on, on weight loss surgery and bariatric surgery coming out of my time there. I spent a good amount of time there. I was probably there for over a year for sure. Initially, it was like a part-time thing and then it went into full-time and then yeah. So basically what what happened as I was there was, um, you know, I did my thing for a while, whatever. And then at some point, stumbled upon intuitive eating and health at every size. I am not entirely sure how that happened. I'm pretty sure it was just like a random like Instagram ad. And I'm pretty sure the first thing was um, Christy Harrison's Food Psych podcast. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It is... Uh, amazing. But yeah, that was kind of what was my intro. And then it just kind of like completely shattered my like it broke me. <laughs> it was like, it was like, stop, hold on, wait a second. This explains so much about all of my struggles with food and body and my dynamic and my family growing up. And it explains not only all of that personally for me, it also explains what I was experiencing as I was sitting across from these folks in larger bodies about to get weight loss surgery, right? In like the heart of diet culture and all the struggles they were facing and all the ways that they were not being believed for what they were sharing about how they were eating, how they were moving their bodies, how they were following, you know, the guidelines they were told to follow. Um, so often there was this distrust in these these patients. So, I mean, really both personally and professionally, it was like this like fireworks of OMG, like I need to reroute and do something different here. Um, it took a little while for me to actually do that, right? There was this kind of weird gray area where I was um, trying to apply intuitive eating and like healing your relationship to food in your body with my clients at the weight loss surgery clinic, right? I was like, they need the, you know, they, they need this kind of healing work. Like I can bring it to them, but eventually it really became very evident to me that it just ethically wasn't a fit for me, right? Like it ethically did not make sense. And I was having these conversations with these clients and they would say to me like, okay, Kirsten, like you want me to like listen to my hunger, um, you know, eat more consistently, eat adequately, all of this stuff. But then the number on the scale isn't going down and I'm going to the surgeon down the hall and he's like upset with me about that or whatever. Um, so it, it just became this like conflicted situation where I, I realized like this framework does not fit in with the mold of, again, at the, the heart of diet culture. So I eventually left that clinic, um, went on to actually uh, work in a dialysis clinic for a bit of time, um, which was also, you know, had its own challenges in many, many ways, but that's for a different podcast. But I did feel like I could more comfortably and ethically kind of work in concepts of intuitive eating and food freedom and, you know, helping people from a positive lens of, of yeah, 
of, uh, of nutrition, of all of those things. Um, so that's kind of where I hung out for a long time. And then all the while I, I started building my own business and private practice online, helping people to heal their relationship to food and their body very, very slowly though. Right. Like I kind of slowly took on some clients, like started the podcast. I mean, honestly, I started this podcast when I was still at that bariatric clinic. So, um, if you have not yet gone back to like episode one, that might just be an interesting lens to listen to those episodes through. I mean, I have obviously grown a lot since those early days, but yeah, I like, I jumped into podcasting very early on, but I was slowly building my, you know, Instagram audience and my business and taking on clients uh, throughout this whole time. After the dialysis clinic, I ended up moving into, um, a substance abuse facility, you know, it was a kind of a, a rehabilitation center um, where they had an eating disorder program built in because oftentimes there's a lot of co-occurring stuff between substance abuse and eating disorders. Um, yeah, and that was, I was there for, I'm trying to think, I mean, it was just about a year and that brings us to earlier this year in 2021. Uh, I left that job in May and kind of went on to pursue full-time work in my business, full-time working for myself. Um, and now, yeah, now I just do this this full-time um, working with clients, running group programs, podcasting, obviously, um, all the little bits in between. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like my story in a nutshell. I'm really curious how this uh, this differs from my first interpretation of my story, but I'll have to, I'll have to listen back to it. That is a wrap on today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm really curious to hear from you if anything in here resonated and sounded a lot like your own story. Um, but once again, if you are interested in working together one-on-one -on -one and really kind of diving deep on your food and body healing journey at this time, reach out to me. You can uh, send me a message over Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD, or again, go to the intuitive RD.com, click the work with me tab and submit that form. And I'll reach right out to you and we can go from there. Um, but otherwise I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and hopefully I'll talk to you soon.